Full Service Radio. Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit simplecast.com. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to BYT Radio. My name is Brandon Weatherby. BYT Radio, brightest young things radio, even though this is not a radio show. This is a streaming audio show. Radio is determined by airwaves. This show is a lie. Anyways, welcome to... Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, You're either listening to the stream, which is available through the line, through full service radio. We are at the beautiful Line Hotel in Adams Morgan. Jack, could you play one of those stupid sound clips? That was last week, man. I want to do it again. It's up to you to pick the different stupid sound clips. Uh, There you go. There we go. Beautiful Adams Morgan, home of the Line Hotel. And sitting with me is BYT writer Jose Lopez Sanchez. How are you, Jose? I am great. Happy to be here, Brandon. Uh, this is my first time at the Line Hotel, actually. This place is awesome. What do you think? Have you been to beautiful Adams Morgan in the past? I have been to beautiful Adams Morgan many a times. I used to live right on Euclid in Ontario when I first moved to D.C. in a former halfway house. Was it a, Okay, so when you lived there, it was a halfway house? No, it oh, was okay. a converted halfway house. It was awesome. Ten bedrooms, ten bathrooms. How and, many roommates? Nine? Uh, con- including me, twelve. Okay, so a few couples or like some broke people? Uh, I was one of the broke people, okay, but there was one on a, couple. Did you stay on a couch? Uh, no, I stayed on an air mattress in my friend's room. Did you pay rent? I did. How much? Uh, God, it was 2013. I was probably giving her like 400 bucks a month. It's pretty good. How much you pay now? Where do you live and what's your address? I pay too much and I live on U Street. Do you like living on U Street? Yeah. You I, and what? Uh, you and 11th. Wow, like you're on U Street. I'm on U Street. I am uh, across the street from the Greek spot. That sounds U-Haul. interesting. It's It's been great. Now it's a little annoying. How old are you? I'm 30. So th- is that why it's getting a little annoying? Because like the area hasn't changed that much since you've moved there. It's just you've gotten older. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. Yeah. Where's next for you? Where is next? You going to go to Tacoma? You have a kid? Do you uh, wanna, listen, I'm sure your parents are listening. Do you want to have a baby, Jose? Hi, Mom. I'm, I'm giving you a grandchild. No. Uh, Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. uh, no. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm probably looking to move into Bloomingdale. Uh, I like Bloomingdale. How like old do people think you are? Like 47. Yeah, you carry yourself really well. Yeah. You remember yeah. my other friend, Neil? You've never met Neil. I don't think I've met Neil. He's a good guy. He comes off as We like, all look the same. He comes off as 50. He looks like Jesus. You come off as, I'd say, 40. You look like a strong, healthy 40. I appreciate it. How's your dating life? Uh, it's interesting. It's good. For some reason, the month of January was uh, was popping. Really? It was popping. Do yeah. you bring any of the people you happen to be dating to any of the shows that you review for British Young Things? Uh, not until it's been a couple dates. Okay. I, I reserve that for like, we already enjoy each other's company. Okay. Yeah. You're such a class actor answering these questions respectfully and with eye contact <laughs> rather than just blatantly dismissing <laughs> this complete BS that you did not sign up for. I mean, I'm just happy to answer questions. Happy I'm happy here. that you wrote about something that I had very little knowledge of, Brockhampton. The only yeah. reason why I know of Brockhampton was because of you and another BYT writer named Ruben. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ruben, my friend. Ruben Gazirian. Okay. So, you went to Brockhampton mm-hmm. at the Fillmore Silver Spring. I did. The Fillmore Silver Spring is actually a pretty okay venue. It's uh, up the street from the Line Hotel in beautiful Adams Morgan. <laughs> there we go. That was a great one. This, I like record scratches because they just sound like extended farts. They do. Play that one again. See what I mean? 
that's great. It's Corduroy. Anyways, do you like the song Corduroy by Pearl Jam? Uh, I don't really care. Keep up, Jose. Okay. So Brockhampton was this internet boy band. Yeah. Self-proclaimed internet boy band. Shall we listen to some of it? I'd love you to play it in the uh, music bed in the background so we could talk over it. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So you you were excited to write about this band. I feel bad because Ruben also has to write about this band, but you have seniority and that's how things work. Anyways. Uh, this is not your typical boy band. They happen to be young men. Some yeah. might call them boys. And they are a band is in like a loose collective but to me, they're way more odd future than Backstreet Boys. 100%. Okay. But they are self-proclaimed internet boy band, and you describe them as like an emo band with hip-hop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess... Wait, do you have a question, I guess? Yeah. Why... You're a 30-year-old man. That's right. Why do you care about this band? What is interesting about this band? Why am I, a 35-year-old man, reading this and I'm, I'm interested in this subculture? So I think one of the most interesting things about Brockhampton is the fact that they are really, I think, the crystallization of the new perspective that um, young creators have. Um, there is this inherent distrust of the big label. There's this inherent distrust of uh, if we just you know, sign, we'll be taken care of. Mm-hmm. There's this DIY ethos and this perspective that... You know, the younger generation has been... Can I swear on this show? Is, is that cool? Jack? Yes. Yes. That they've been fucked over. Calm uh, down. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, there's just this feeling that that the previous sort of structures and systems of power uh, that have benefited big, big name artists, the marquee artists like your Jay-Z, uh, your, uh, I guess, Pharrell's previously, your Justin Timberlake's, that that doesn't exist for the younger generation. And what really excites me about this group is that it's a group of kids that met on a Kanye West fan forum about eight years ago, the original core of the group. They were maybe 13 to 12 years old. Mm -hmm. Maybe the oldest one at the time was maybe 15. Um, They stayed in touch. They all met up and met other folks that were like-minded and creatives and a little weird. And they formed this group in San Marcos, Texas originally, and I'm now relocated. And the group has expanded to include 15 members. Kevin Abstract is the original sort of founder. Okay. Um, and it's not just rappers and producers. I mean, they've got art directors. They've got web designers. They've got uh, uh, apparel designers. Okay, so in the concert that you reviewed, you said that the crowd went wild. They popped when their producer came out? Uh, yeah, one of their producers, uh, his name is his name is Roberto. He he's known for the, kind of the skits in their videos. Okay, and he came out and he just shredded the guitar towards I guess the, the penultimate song of the set. So, are there any full time members that's on every single track? Yes. Okay, uh, I would say there's about six people that are on every single track. Okay, and then there's one producer, like no, the one. There's multiple producers. Okay, they've got like I mean it's a bunch of people. So if you're the art director for Brockhampton, mm-hmm. are you officially part of Brockhampton? Yes. Okay. This is odd. Yes. This is, a, this is a beautiful utopia, but it sounds sort of like a hippie thing. Yeah. But their music does not sound in any way like hippie music. No. How would you describe the sound? I mean, we heard a little bit of it, but please yeah. try to describe this. I guess it's like if you were to take the edgier parts of um, maybe NSYNC 
like the concept of, of being a boy band, of of having choreography and having these sort of personalities and sort of oh, there's like the angry one and there's like the cool one and there's the crooner and there's the the guy who's funny. so they they hit those stereotypes, they hit those ideas of performer within the group. Yeah, I mean okay. they, they they're not as explicit as like in the mid '90s where you have the marketing for like you know Justin's the whatever and you know Lance is the whatever like. But instead of that, they started to... I like how you didn't want to go the pretty one and then the gay one because he was the pretty one and the other one was the gay one. Joey Fat one was the one that became the host of the Food Network. Arguably, the most stable post in sync career, looking back, is Joey Fat one. Really? And yeah. then Chris was proof. the weirdo that's yeah. like, I'm for the people that don't know who we are. Was no he the one... pineapple hair? Yeah, he also yeah. had the weird goatee. Yeah. And who's the, who's the one that I thought was actually the most attractive? Uh, was it JC? No, JC Sajas. Yeah. I always thought JC. Was he from 90 Degrees? No, he was from NSYNC. No, he's NSYNC. You're right, yeah. He was, to me, a straight white man in America, the most attractive of the NSYNCs. And he was the one that opened for Britney on Britney's solo tour when she was filming uh, the reality show she had. Remember that reality show? She had six episodes, and then they tried to sell it to somebody good, but only UPN would buy it. It was when she was dating well, she was, uh, the dancer to that led Kevin to the, Federline. Exactly, That's right. led to the marriage. Yeah. So that, JC was opening up for her on that tour. Wow, I missed that. So anyways, who do you think in Brockhampton is going to open up for Britney? <laughs> I would probably say Kevin Abstract Perfect. would open up for Britney. Okay, so Kevin Abstract is also like the Tyler, the creator of the group? Then? Yeah, Okay. So, so he's the Tyler, the creator of the group. Um, he is really who served as a nucleus and the original sort of uh, impetus for the creation of, 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 the col- of the collective, really. One of the reasons why I found this interesting is because this show was sold out well in advance. Yeah, sold out really quickly, um, really quickly. And the Fillmore is not a small venue. It's a 1,200-seat no. place. It's the same size as 930 Club. Do you think that they could have sold out the Anthem if they had the chance? Anthem holds, for the people listening, they hold 6,600 people. Mm, I think in a year's time they can. So they're on their way. You oh, think yeah. they're like definitely on the way. Okay, do you see a group like this maintain? It's incredibly difficult to no, coordinate you, schedules. You're you're completely right. I think, um, and I mentioned this in my in my review of the show. It seems that from the off they have a lot more unity uh, and cohesiveness uh, than Odd Future did. Okay, um, and you know. Really quick caveat here. When Odd Future came out, they skirted controversy. They embraced controversy. Oh, they wanted that. Now, they're sort of this like goofy, respectable, like, we produced Ocean. We've produced Tyler. Everything's fine now. Mm-hmm. But eight years ago, they were a lightning rod of controversy. I mean, I remember the first time I saw Yonkers or, or Sandwiches when they were on. Was it Fallon? They came out and they just like went ape shit on on national television. They were amazing. They were just explosive. This is not that. Brockhampton is not doing that. Brockhampton is in its lyrics. Okay, continue, please. Um, there's something incredibly, to me, a 30-year-old man, straight man, there's something incredibly um, amazing and powerful and sort of strange of hearing Kevin Abstract talking about giving his boyfriend head and seeing, you know, 800 white boys yelling the same lyrics along with him. Yeah, you put this in your review that like the crowd was with them from the start. There was no pauses. It, they was, it was great. Never let up. The gas pedal was always down. But at the end of the day, they're making sad music that doesn't yeah. sound sad. Yeah, that's right. That's very new. It's very unique. It's very wonderful because the sound, I could say like, okay, My Chemical Romance did that. Right, I was going to. Fine. That's not that sound. No one mm. with this sound is doing has ever done this before. I think it's fascinating and wonderful, and I'm glad that you, you wrote this piece. It's a very wonderful explainer. It's currently available on brightestjunkthings.com. If you're going to have one song to recommend people to maybe get into, what would that be? 
It depends what your mood, but my favorite is Bleach off okay. of Saturation 3, even though oh, that Oh, really quick. All the records are called Saturation. Yeah. Saturation 1, Saturation 2, Saturation 3. And they're all, all caps? Is that all correct? All caps. Okay. And all three of them were released in 2017. Good luck finding that, kids. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you probably can. It's not that hard to Google. Okay, so Bleached. Bleach, just bleach. bleach. Uh, a la the Nirvana 1989 record, Bleach. Exactly. Okay. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call that necessarily uh, a typical Brockhampton song. It's my favorite. It's a little slower, and it's just really smart lyrics. There we go. Thank you. Okay. One of the things I love about this band, not knowing anything about this band, is when I was working on the edit of this with you, I was checking out their website, and they have... Uh, a belt and CD package for $10 and they have a t-shirt and CD package for $10. One of the things that I've noticed at Fillmore Silver Spring whenever I've gone to a show there is it's a lot of legacy acts. Mm-hmm. Your Marilyn Manson's, your 311's. Your Juicy J's. Exactly. <laughs> and then a lot of people coming up. Your Brockhamptons. Your Scissors. Mm-hmm. Am I saying that correctly? Scissors, right. Okay. Like, so it's just very like we're very, very, very new and we're very, very old but all the people want to spend the money. Mm-hmm. No one's merch is this affordable. This is like your, this is very DIY yeah. local merch. Um, you said that there were a lot of kids at the show. Uh, was the merch booth very popular at the show? There was a very long line for the merch booth. This is fa- I'm, I'm fascinated by this band. I'm glad that I know them now. So whenever they do appear on like Seth Meyers, I will know them thanks to you. Uh, in addition to writing about up and coming bands like Brockhampton, you've also written a lot of reviews for BYT in the last calendar year. I want to focus on yeah. two of those. You've probably attended more shows at the Anthem than anyone that doesn't work at the Anthem. Yeah, I think I've been to maybe 10 shows at the Anthem. And it's been open for a few months. So that's it's a lot of shows. And a lot of those shows were in the first like two months. Yeah. Um, you had, What was your first experience there? Was it LCD? Was it Foo Fighters? No, the very first thing I went to was the... I went to two of the three soft openings. I went to the... Yeah, I was there a lot. People don't like you now. Okay, moving on. Well, two... <laughs> Uh, so you went to the private Foo Fighters I shows. went to the private Foo Fighters show. Okay, we're not going to talk about that. You know if you like the Foo Fighters or not. One of the things that I found fascinating about the Anthem is the size. It's very big. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, the Anthem is a few miles away from the line, which is in Adams Morgan, a wonderful neighborhood in Washington, D.C. <laughs> the <Right> pause... <laughs> the pause... No, the pause with the laugh made it good. I appreciate it. Thank I, you. At, mostly, I'm just trying to see if you're still paying attention. I'm for, here. For the listener at home... And or in the room at the beautiful Line Hotel in Adams Morgan. Don't do that! Don't ever do that one! Running out of sound over here, man. Repeat! That's old ad mode. Don't do that! Sorry. No! I'm trying to save your job. Anyways, uh, there's a guy in a room. His name is Jack. He's the producer. And it's his job to make sure that my voice doesn't peak and go into the red. It's not an easy job. I apologize. The show before me is much worse at this. They are horrible people. Allison is horrible. She's always in the red. She's one of my favorite people. Jose, I don't know if you've ever heard this great radio voice. Thank you. I, I don't have one. That's why I do all the shows. Deal with it. His fader has not moved. I, what a, isn't that a, isn't it a professional? It's really excellent. I, Good luck, Jack. I, Here thank, we go. Thank you, Jack. Thank you. Uh, okay. You had very interesting experiences at the Anthem because it's a very, very large large room and one of the things that you enjoyed the most was an artist that i don't think i'd ever really want to see in a very very large room that's boniver that boniver boniver um why am i okay to give any other nationality um i i I will try to pronounce it correctly but if you're from wisconsin Mm -hmm. like boniver i I don't want to do that what's wrong with me is it anyways boniver 
Justin? Justin Vernon. Justin Vernon. Justin Vernon's uh, solo show yeah. uh, was probably one of your favorites at the Anthem. Yeah, I think it um, I think it might actually be my favorite at the Anthem this year, along with Phoenix was surprisingly good. And, uh, and that's great. And see, the Phoenix, I thought that's a legacy act. You went in there not thinking you would enjoy it. I enjoyed it based on your photos because they have a wonderful thing with mirrors. Yeah, an, that made an incredible stage. Go to Brighton Shook Things to check out your Phoenix review from late 2017. But I want to focus on the Boniver thing because how was he able to make a room that holds 6,600 people? That's all black. Mm-hmm. It's not a warm and inviting, comfy place. It's very, it's kind of industrial. It's kind of like Vegasy. It kind of if if you've been to Terminal Five in New York, it's kind of like that. Uh, how was he able to translate very intimate music in a space that large? Yeah. Um, something that was unexpected about Bon Iver's set was uh, the fact that even though he's been touring this latest, latest record, uh, 22 uh, A Million, I believe that's the name, if I remember it correctly, he's been touring it for the better part of two years. Mm-hmm. And on his tour, uh, his production has constantly increased. He's been He's got his you know couple guys that play with him, but... Uh, the sounds and the incorporation of uh, vocoders and an autotune and incorporation of visuals and all this has been going up and up and up and up and up. And he played a show at Merriweather mm-hmm. uh, Outdoors in May, which I unfortunately couldn't attend. A few friends went. I, I watched the videos. I've seen the videos of uh, his show at uh, Brooklyn, I guess, uh, Brooklyn Steel. or mm-hmm. I'm not sure where in New York or anyways. Um, it's all been huge production and kind of unexpectedly uh, and without much fanfare or any actually advance warning on the ticket, um, he just walked out with a guitar. He had a piano and he had, I guess, a synthesizer, Mm -hmm. but he walked out by himself. And at first, I think the audience was confused. There was a seated show for the anthem. It was my first seated show there. I think people were expecting that, you know, people would show up and, and this would happen, but it was like that sense that you got the first time you heard his his debut record Forever Forever Ago, which came out, um, I think it was two thousand and nine or ten. If you don't know who Boni Vera is, you've heard these songs. They've been in a lot of indie rock soundtracks. Yeah, he essentially replaced the Shins. Whenever you used to hear the Shins, <laughs> now you hear Boni Vera. Is that fair? I think that's, that's, that's fair. A fair that's a and fair if you don't care at all about uh, sad white men from Wisconsin making music. Uh, he's been a Kanye West collaborator. Yes. And his stuff with Kanye West has been fantastic. Yes. And and what's been interesting about that is I think the shift in his sound over the last few years is both uh, due in part and, and, and in collaboration with Kanye. He's he's used his voice and, and stretched it out. And all this was, was absent from the show with the exception of one song. Really? It, it was like back to basics, super intimate, super emotional and raw yeah. and and after maybe the first song with the audience wasn't sure what direction this was going by song two or three when we realized it was it was just him this is the show this is the show yeah. everyone was just it, it felt like you were again like watching this guy just play in his living room it was incredible i mean a lot of it is thanks to the amazing acoustics at the anthem frankly it sounds great for a room that size sure would you have rather seen that show at the lincoln theater um no would you have rather seen that show in a SoFar Sounds setting? So, for the people listening at home, SoFar Sounds is a series of concerts. Uh, you you buy a ticket to a SoFar Sounds show, and then you find out the location and the artists. You find out the location, I think, the day of, and you find out the artists when you get there. So you just buy a ticket blindly. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe, but I think what made it special for me was that disconnect between the size of the room, okay, and having that sense of of communion with six thousand other people. 
everyone is just silent. Yeah, I don't care for his music, but I enjoyed reading your review, and that's why I wanted to talk about that. Yeah. A band whose music I do enjoy, whose live experience you did not enjoy. Mm. Uh, probably a lot of fans of Bon Iver here. The National. Uh, you were one of the very few people that did not rave about the national show at the Anthem. Yeah, that... What didn't connect with you man. that connected with literally every other review I read? Um, so, so just candidly, I've enjoyed the last couple of records by the national. They're not my first band that I play, but I, I think they have... They're talented. They write good songs. Uh, I like Matt um, Beringer's Beringer's voice. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. I think it's unique and different. I was covering that show, um, and frankly, the, the, from the beginning, it felt off. They restarted the first song twice before scrapping it. Um, they just scrapped it. Yeah, Matt was like, fuck it, no. Like, th- let's skip it. And that, to me, that, to me, just set, like, a, a weird tone for the rest of the evening. I've been to a lot of shows where a band or an artist will scrap a song, and then it proceeds to be great. Yeah, totally fine. And I, so have I. Um, I think it just set the wrong tone. The attitude seemed off, and I just the attitude of the band or the crowd. The band and the crowd weirded me out. Please continue. Listen, I'm a man of color. What? Yeah, I'm a man of color. I'm a man of color. It just weirded me out that it was just like this, this like very aggressive, like bro dad rock. No offense to Poison. Wait, what? I was (laughs) no. You could offend Poison. Jack, would you do me a favor and play uh, Blood Buzz Ohio underneath uh, this this uh, dialogue that we're having? Do you know that song? Uh, yeah, let's see here. I like how he's pretending he knows what that song is. <laughs> it's like three records ago. It was the first I single. It was you. one of their hits. It got them onto like Letterman and stuff. I think it's the is best. Is that off High Violet? What is that? Yeah, it's off. I think okay. it's off High Violet. It's the lady cover looking up. It's great. Yeah. It's probably my favorite. Yeah, this is my favorite. Okay. When I think of bros. Yeah. I do not think of Blood Bows Ohio by The National. I don't think of any songs by The National. To me, this is a sad song about not being able to go home again and having lots of debt. Yeah. Now, that's how I connect to it. Yeah. Clearly, there's always a disconnect between the crowd and the audience. Yeah. Brockhampton, like you said, there's a, like 400 white kids. They can't all be gay. Right. It's just, it's unlikely that they're all... Can they not, though? I hope they are. But they're not... They're enjoying that music and, and understanding for what they believe it to right. be. And you think maybe the same way at this national show, these fans were maybe not enjoying the songs as they were written. Yeah, maybe that the subtext wasn't. I don't know. Um, listen, I just found it really... There was this, this image that kept repeating itself, this, this sort of scene that I would look. You would see some dude in, in, in Dockers, sponsored by Dockers, uh, in, in like chinos or whatever... And you would see him just like sort of grunting and growling. And then you would see his sort of semi-uninterested partner standing next to him looking bored as shit. And then... Hold on. I just love the... I, the, I think this was in the review. I think this was in the review. I think you mentioned the khakis in the review. Yeah. I just love Kyle's the and khakis. I love the idea. That's it. Yeah. I love the idea of men growling at the national. Like, play the song about the miscarriage. Like, what are you going to yell about excitedly with the national? I hope their marriage works out. It's not looking good. Yeah. Play the dissonant solos, fellas. Yeah. All right. Sorry. I don't know. It just it just kept happening over and over. And, and frankly, I was standing there. I went with um, a dear friend and ran into two other people that I know. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, I... I turned to my friend who I went with and I was like, 
hey, I don't, I'm kind of bored. Like, this kind of sucks. Now, I would get that. Yeah. I would get the boredom thing because if you don't want to be in a sad mood, you don't want to be in a sad mood. Dude, I went to Bonnie Iver. Exactly. <laughs> the same week. Touché. It's not sadness. That's okay, my problem. Do you think because you saw something so great and quiet earlier in the week, you were not, you had such a high bar that no matter what the next, no? No, okay. absolutely not. Like, absolutely not. That, for me, it just felt, I felt out of place. I felt like people were half disinterested. Here's a good question. Yeah. I hope it's a good question. Is this the most out of place you felt at a concert in recent memory? Um, That's a good question. I can't remember many shows. Oh, no. Actually, the only other show that I've left early because I was like, this is whack mm-hmm. and I'm not feeling it was Glass Animals at the 930 Club like three years ago. What was wrong with that one? They just, they sucked. Okay. It was just like, they're they not good. sucked. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like you're uncomfortable no, like no, you no, were no, at the no. National. No, that was uncomfortable. Okay. I mean, I'm just thinking about the only other instance where I was like, oh. I've left a lot of shows and the, the older I get, yeah. the, the more. And especially because you're there for press. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong leaving after a few being like, this is horrible. I'm going to put this in the review. It's just, it's not connecting with me. Here's why it's not connecting with me. I've So it's funny you say that. Yes. Because uh, there's a few people that you and I know uh, that are sort of BYT uh, contributors or BYT friends that went to the show. We all went together. We lost our, you know, we kind of separated when we were there. And when they read the review, one of their main critiques or main comments towards me was like, well, why'd you leave early? Like, that sucks. You should have stayed. It got so awesome. And I was like, dude, I was there for an hour. And yeah, it wasn't I, 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 I completely agree with you on this. And the older I get, the more I realize if you can't connect after X, Y, and Z, you got to give it at least, I'd say, five songs. No, no. I was there for 10 songs. If you're Seagull Ross, yeah. you got to give it 30 minutes. That right. could be 40. Four songs, that could be 10 songs. It doesn't matter. You got to give it like a good 30 minutes. Yeah. And I feel like after 30 minutes, it's perfectly fine to walk away. And I think that's, a, I think that's completely fair for film as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's fair for dance. I don't. I can't review opera because I don't know the terms. But right. I feel like it. It should. There shouldn't be this like standard where you have to sit through everything just because someone sold you a ticket doesn't inherently make it good art or worthwhile art. Right. Wow, this has gotten really negative. Uh, <laughs> the Brockhampton kids. Brockhampton kids. How many kids do you think at Brockhampton are going home to listen to the National and be future sad? Ooh, like now or in the future? Future sad. Future sad. Uh, I don't. I'm, I mean, I'm sure out of this. A thousand, twelve hundred kids. You'll have a couple khaki wearing Kyles in a few years. Why are you so against khakis? I don't own any, but I just want to hear your POV on this. I don't know the. the it just is like a, a a symbol of. Well, actually, the Richard Spencer and those cats. But that's there you maybe go. that's it. I mean, maybe no, that's, that's great. It. Yeah. So you're so what you're saying is a is a not white man. You're not a fan of Richard Spencer. I'm not a fan of Richard Spencer. Hey Jack, have we had any uh, alt right bros in the Line Hotel, which is a beautiful Adams Morgan? There we go. That is the horn of the alt right. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no! I'm I like that horn so much. <laughs> Why'd you gone. ruin it? Oh, that's the horn of soca music. Oh, okay. Much better. Could you play us a little bit of Brockhampton um, while we fade out into our transition into Best Weekend Bets, Jack? I can, I can do that. Yeah. Fantastic. So, what we're going to do is a uh, kind listener, please stay listening. We're going to play a little bit of Brockhampton so there's a little bit more context to what we've been discussing. You could find the Brockhampton feature, which went up this week on Brightest Young Things, on 
brightestjunkthings.com. You could also find Jose's reviews for The National, Jose's reviews for Boniver. Uh, Jose's wonderful. Uh, if, if you were curating the Super Bowl, this would have been the halftime show uh, based on Justin Timberlake's actual halftime show. So there's a lot of stuff that you write that I, I'm a big fan of that I enjoy. Thank and we'll come back with our best weekend bets. This is some Brockhampton. Listen to the young boys be both sad and hopeful at the same time. This is Boogie by Brockhampton. My niggas taking over, Brock kept it, call your mama. My niggas going platinum, break neck, see you to the doctor. Bus boy business one direction, making niggas itch like a skin infection. All right, every week on British Olympics. That sounded so sad. I like my job every week. I thought you meant Brockhampton because that wasn't very sad. <laughs> no, no, I sounded sad every week. Mm. Now, every week on British Young Things, at noon, we post our best week in bets. If you subscribe, if, Jesus, that's not good. If, if you subscribe to our mailing list, you'll get them at 9 a.m. If you get them at 9 a.m., you'll be able to get free things like tickets and experiences, which are just tickets to different things. Uh, and you could get stuff before everyone else because that's how three hours in advance works. So, uh, that's what's going on on British Young Things right now. We are going to give you our best weekend bets for this long winter Olympics weekend. Today is Thursday. Thursday, uh, what is your pick today, Jose? Uh, I don't know. It's February eighth. What is happening on Thursday? Today, you, you, okay. I'm going to give you my picks. Will you come up with website. Fridays? There you go. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that Iron Gate does every year is called their Tunnel of Love. Iron Gate is is a wonderful bar that's about. I don't know, 20-minute walk, maybe 25-minute walk from the beautiful Line Hotel in Adams Morgan. Jack's not listening right now. There we go. Any chance to go to Iron Gate is great, especially if you're in a, in a couple. Jose, I don't need to know your dating status. I'm just recommending You've it. You've already asked. It doesn't matter. It's a different segment, different person. <laughs> There's no continuity in this show. Uh, it's like standalone comic book issues. Do you read comics, Jose? Uh, on occasion, I enjoy it. What do you? What's the most recent book that you've enjoyed? Oh, man, I was trying to get into that old, the old Frank Miller Batman's. Mm-hmm. Actually, did it do it for you or no? It did. Okay. I mean, it did. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm more of the animated stuff than actually the comic. like the Batman animated yeah, show. I love the Batman animated series. When's the last time you watched that? Uh, maybe like two months ago. I watched. Was it a Killing Joke they had actually on one of the episodes they had? But I'm a huge fan of Mark Hamill's Joker. Sure. Like I just love how he does it. He's like. And we're going to kill the bat. <laughs> like stuff like that. Now you're not going to get a voiceover gig from this. So Damn it. that's my pick is Iron Gate's Tunnel of Love. It's, it's a wonderful thing. It goes through Valentine's Day. It's probably easier to get a seat on Thursday than the rest of this weekend. Uh, my pick for the live show of tonight is J. Roddy Watson at 930 Club. Uh, J. Roddy, is it, it's easy to say top five like fun live band experiences right now. I've never seen him, but uh, a bunch of people I know are going, and they're excited for it. Jeb Gavin, another BYT writer, it's hands down his favorite band. Uh, he likes his band so much, he's written reviews for BYT. Uh, he would travel to Baltimore, Philly, and New York just to write about this band. He loves them that much. And then finally, uh, it's night one of the Winter Olympics, oh, yeah. which means figure skating. So if you really want to know what's going to win the best picture in 20 years, you have to watch figure skating tonight. Because that's how it works. All right, I'm going to move on. Friday, February 9th, uh, 
my pick for Friday, February 9th in terms of music is your band. That's right. Phone Sex. Phone Sex. Okay. This is, uh, is this, a, how many shows have you played? Uh, this will be our second show. But this is your first official show. First official show. Okay. It's at Slash Run. Slash Run. Uh, it's, it's called Phone Sex. How many people are in the band? Uh, there are five of us. Uh, boys and girls. Boys and girls. That's a good, that's a good mix. Yeah. I like hearing that. Um, here's my one issue with your band name. You go ahead. How is it spelled? Uh, phone. As F, in? Like as in a telephone. And then sex like as in sex. Sex as in sex. Then why do you have 1-800-PHONE-SEX? As an F-O-N-E. Oh, that was just because it's seven characters. Okay. I don't care. Phone numbers, man. I don't care. We, we could expand it. We can go more than seven. It's a new age. Twitter has 280. You could come up with eight. Okay. So that's my pick for Friday in terms of music. Uh, my pick for food is it's National Pizza Day. Oh, yeah. National Pizza Day is on Friday. Like, that's a BS holiday that we all needed. But anyways, get some pizza. BYT is a pizza guide. Go to BrightShunkThings.com. You'll find it there. Jose, what's your pick for Friday night? Uh, man, Open Mike Eagle is playing at U Street Music Hall. I am a huge fan. He's uh, he's a really smart rapper. He also produces. He is awesome, and I'm I'm really sad to miss a show for for my show. It's, I kind of wish I wasn't playing tomorrow, so I could see him. <laughs> honestly, I love him. I'm a huge fan. If you would like more music picks, uh, this week we had Hometown Sounds do our music picks. We have different guests every week do uh, extra picks. So this week was Hometown Sounds. Last week was DC Music Download. Uh, there's always some guest picks if you don't like the words that are coming out of my mouth. That is a reference to a movie. My pick for Saturday is for charity. Uh, it's the DC Polar Plunge at Nats Park. Uh, Polar Plunge is a wonderful tradition where uh, seemingly people with health insurance go put their body through a bunch of different tasks to raise money for charity. It's a nice thing. Uh, this all goes to the Special Olympics. I will never make fun of the Special Olympics. I definitely will make fun of baseball players. That's a horrible life. They deserve every single cent that they get. Think about the travel and the guarantee. It's not, even if you're Bryce Harper lover, even if you're the greatest current player, that life has to suck. There's no fun in that. It's like seeing the National with Kyle and his khakis every day. One sounds fun, but you got to repeat that thing. That's horrible. So that's my daytime charity fun pick. Jose, what's your pick for Saturday? Uh, I got two picks. Uh, One that's extremely sold out. Uh, is the evening with Black Panther costume designer Ruth Carter at the National, the Smithsonian National Museum of, of African Art. Um, if somehow you can get a ticket to that, go to that. I'm so excited for Black Panther. The costumes look amazing. The movie looks amazing. So I'm currently reading the Black Panther, the new stuff, mm-hmm. the, the Coates stuff, yeah. and the gay stuff. So Coates has the regular version, and then Gates, Gay has World of Wakanda. Mm-hmm. So much better. Awesome. I don't like the Coates Black Panther. He, I like his his regular nonfiction right. immensely. Whatever. I don't like his comic book fiction. I adore gays, hmm. which was shocking to me, because like I had no experience. Listen, I'm not a uh, a black gay woman from Africa. I'm enjoying that much more than the character I already knew. So I highly recommend reading Roxanne Gay's book, uh, World of Wakanda. She did not get an invite to the premiere, though. What? Yeah, go on Twitter. It's really weird. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Her- if you can't make oh. it out to Saturday, to Jose's Saturday suggestion, there's a somewhat similar event going on in Baltimore the following night. So go to Best Weekend Bets for that. Jose, what's your other pick for Saturday? Uh, John Mouse at the Rock and Roll Hotel on Saturday night. Uh, John Mouse is an electronic producer, artist, singer. He is also, I believe, a doctor in philosophy based out of Hawaii. 
he came up with one of my favorite weirdos, Ariel Pink. They used to make music together. They went to college together, I believe, for undergrad. Uh, and John Mouse is just like the ultimate weirdo that makes great music and has an amazing live show from what I've heard. I'm excited to see him. Could you give me a little uh, brief explainer on Ariel Pink? Yeah. Uh, like in what regard? I've, I have a few. Okay, so what I do for music organization is uh, I have everything best of year. Okay. So I have best of everything from 1955 to 2018. Mm. There's a lot of Ariel Pink songs in mm-hmm. my best of the years that those records came out. But then every once in a while I'll see a thing where like, he's a bad dude. People don't like this dude. Yeah. What, what are they talking about? I don't know too much about his personal life, and I'm kind of with you where I just come across some of his music and I really enjoy it. Okay. John Mouse seems to be a nice dude. Okay. So I'll, I'll say that much. But I'm not crazy. <laughs> Ariel Pink, when I think of Ariel Pink, like people, a lot of people don't like him and he yeah. looks like Kurt Cobain. Yeah, he does look like okay. he looks like uh, bubblegum blonde Kurt Cobain, but like our like my age. Yeah, he's in his early thirties. Like I you should, you should. St- I think he's closer to forty than thirty. Maybe he's forty. I don't know. Yeah, you should stop looking like that. Yeah, thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. Thank you. Says the guy in a Chicago Bulls T-shirt <laughs> in February. All right, uh, my Sunday pick. Um, I'm going to recommend a play. It's The Wolves at Studio Theater. We've written a review about this. Uh, go to BraceShankThings.com to read about it. Uh, it's about a woman's soccer team. If you would rather see fake sports in a theater setting versus watching Olympic athletes compete, this is your play option of that. Uh, another pick for Sunday is Mum at 930 Club. They're M and then U with the umlaut, but it's not an umlaut. I don't know what that, that dash, that side dash that no one knows. Uh, they're at 930 Club. Those are my Sunday picks. Um, one pick that is the whole weekend that goes until Fat Tuesday that I, I really, really enjoy is uh, Black Cat and uh, sorry, Black Jack and Tilt. Uh, Black Jack is on the second floor of Pearl Dive. And then in the back room is this wonderful bar called Tilt. And they have a Mardi Gras celebration. They do it every year and they do it really well. I like those people. I like that bar. I like that block of stuff in Washington, D.C. So that's my Saturday, Sunday into Tuesday pick. So, Jose, do you have a Sunday pick? No. Cool. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Uh, so people can see phone sex where and when. Uh, we're going to be playing at uh, Slash Run starting at 10 p.m. We're with uh, Wingers, Barking Carnies, and Hide Your Fire. We're the first band on the bill, but we're going to melt everyone's face. Don't off. talk like that. Okay. Is it weird to be in a band at your age? Uh, no, it's not. Good. Yeah. When's the last time you played a show? Uh, before this band, 12 years ago. That's a long time. Yeah. Where was that band? Uh, that was in the Dominican Republic where I grew up. Okay. So yeah. how is it? So you won't really know because this is your first like real yeah. show. Where was the secret show? We played a boundary stone and open mic. That's not the same. That yeah. sounds, how was that? That was well received. But did you bring everyone to the open mic? No, we brought like 12 people. That's a lot of people to an open mic. Yeah, you know. Do you feel like you're going to burn any bridges if you keep inviting people to open mics? Uh, yeah, which is why I don't invite people to open mics. <laughs> I know good, better than that. Yeah, it's a good answer. Yeah. Why are you doing this? I'm excited to see the why band. Why am I doing why this? Why are you doing this? Uh, to be completely honest, um, I was reading Lizzie Goodman's book, Meet Me in the Bathroom. Uh-huh. And there was this whole passage about James Murphy starting LCD Sound System when he was 30. Okay. And I was like, yeah. I'm going to do this. Like, it doesn't matter that I'm old. I'm going to do this. Okay. And uh, I had access to the instruments, and I, I met a really rad group of people in the last eight months, and we all just are about the same age, and we all wanted to make music. That's great. And it just worked out really naturally. 
So I think a lot of people read Lizzie Goodman's book, Meet Me in the Bathroom, and wanted to do cocaine with Ryan Adams. I mean, that sounds really fun, too. I mean, that sounds horrible. Anyway, Ryan Adams, but... That's, that's part of the deal. <laughs> so Saturday, or sorry, Friday night, 10 p.m., slash run, phone sex. Good name for a band. It's an all right name for a band. Yeah. If it was old dudes, I think I might like the band a little bit more. Okay, you got to get with it. It's 2018. No, but if it's called phone sex and it's all a bunch of like low voice, like low baritone dudes, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's actually more progressive. Don't tell me about progression. <laughs> All right. Thanks for doing this. You could read Jose's article on BritishJunkThings.com. Thanks for downloading. If you subscribe to the iTunes feed, which I really hope you do, please give us five stars and say nice things about us. If you don't want to give us five stars or say nice things about us, thanks for listening this far. I don't know why you did it, but good for you. Thanks for keeping your eye open. Thanks for listening, everybody, and have a wonderful night. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this program on Full Service Radio, broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Full Service Radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on mixcloud.com slash fullserviceradio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at FullServiceRDO, on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening. <laughs>